Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And first off, let me just say right out of the gate, I want to thank every single one of you for supporting the show. Um, I am honored to announce that um, thanks to you all, we have been voted um, the number one favorite show in the Seattle and greater Seattle area, actually pretty much Washington State, by over 51%. And I want to thank everyone out there for the support, for what you have done to tell your friends about the show and how we are going to build a platform moving forward that will continue to inspire and uplift you and bring you information and education about the things that are important to you. And what I love about this, and you'll hear this from my guest today, is that there was a time when women were not listening to talk radio. And, boy, I'll tell you, we have contributed to turning that around by shows like this, which are informative, which are educational, and which help each and every one of us take those steps to thrive in every minute of our lives. Now, I am thrilled about my guest today, and my guest is Robin Sachs. She's joining me here today. She is a sex crimes DA in Los Angeles County, and she has for over a decade been prosecuting some of the most despicable defendants who have committed the most horrendous crimes. Now, what I want to say about this, and you're going to hear from Robin in a minute, is that we have been sensationalizing what goes on between children and adults. We've been doing it on the Internet. We've been doing it on television. We've been doing it in radios. But this is someone... Uh, my guest today deals with this every day. She understands what's happening in the law. She understands what's happening with child sexual assault, family violence, domestic abuse, and she is doing something about it. Her Kids Scene Investigation Programs uh, speaks to hundreds of parents each year and helps prevent their children from becoming victims of Internet stalkers and predators. She's joining us here today because she believes in getting all of us up to speed on what's happening and also giving us what I consider to be the real deal of what's happening. Robin, thank you so much for joining the show today. This is a very, very important and a big conversation. Thank you, Dr. Pat. It's a huge, huge issue that needs a lot of attention, and I appreciate you highlighting this very important issue. Well, it used to be, Robin, and I want to ask you about this, it used to be you could turn around and just about everyone you know was affected by corporate downsizing. Now you turn around and more and more of your neighbors, your people you know, your family are infected, uh, affected by 
you know, sex crimes to young people in some way. And is it just that we're just so plugged in right now, Robin, that we get so much information, or is there something happening that's, you know, either bringing this to the forefront, or is this, you know, happening over and over and over again more frequently than it ever has? Well, there's a couple of answers to that question, and unfortunately we're not going to be able to know exactly because of the poor data uh, that was, had been maintained over the course of the, you know, last hundred years, specifically the last 50 years, it was only actually in the year 2000 that the Department of Justice started maintaining actual statistics that categorized sexual assault. And even in child sexual assault, it was categorized by things that would amount to crimes. For example, if it was a rape, a, a penetration, a sodomy, those would be classified. But if it was a touching that may not necessarily rise to something that was criminal, but something that would certainly you know, freak parents out and not be appropriate, it wouldn't even register in the statistics. So that aspect, coupled with the inherent lack of disclosure that happens with child sexual assault anyway, I think it's hard to tell are we on the rise or not um, in terms of the actual incidents. I do believe that we are on the rise due to information on disclosure. I think kids are coming forward more. I think we're doing a better job educating uh, immigrants who aren't accustomed to our rules and laws here about disclosing, and I think there are more resources that are available for disclosure. And, and I think we're all becoming aware, thanks to the work uh, that you're doing. I mean, all of us are becoming more and more aware of, of, of what's out there and how to better educate ourselves and our children. I mean, you, you know, I, I don't want to say that we've kind of been living with our heads in the sand because I don't think that's true. I just think we, you know, for the most part, we don't walk around thinking about the hideousness of the of what you're doing, uh, the work that you're doing to prevent some of these hideous crimes, and more importantly, we don't know what to look for, do we? But that's one aspect. I think we're also just have becoming more in tune to our instincts and trusting ourselves as a society more, and thanks to the media and mandated reporting and, you know, the highlighting of specific cases that are out there, behavior that... You know, sometimes parents would spend a lot of time justifying as, okay, you know, maybe that's my imagination. No, that's there. You know, there's no way that he could have done that or there's no way she could have done that. And behavior that at one time maybe we would, you know, want to quilt down and not, and not really appreciate as being a sign or a warning sign. I think with the, you know, more savvy people are becoming, the more we're inclined to listen to those signs and symptoms and begin conversations. And that's really how to prevent any, you know, issue is to be, and at least not to prevent, at least make sure that it's disclosed to an adult or responsible adult. And you know, Robin, I, I want to just mention to our listeners, Robin Sachs joining me here today. As I said before, um, you know, the, Robin is someone who has dedicated her life to making sure that our children are safe, that we are safe, and you know, she is the author of several books, as a matter of fact, that really talk to this issue in many, many ways. You know, I wanted to ask you, Robin, um, about the legal system, because sometimes I think we are so aware of what's happening through TV. Let's just take the, uh, you know, the, the, the Casey Anthony and the Kaylee Anthony case. And, you know, we, we get snippets of what's going on, and there are things that happen that we don't understand. Um, and, and yet at the same time we scratch our heads. How, how do we make sense of this, especially with a case, you know, like the Kaylee Anthony case? Well, I, I, the issue for viewers, you know, the media is kind of a double-edged sword. First, you have this great avenue of information for people to learn and to become educated and to participate in the criminal justice system and, and be able to use the tidbits that 
they are receiving from the media to be able to incorporate in their own lives. At the same time, we have an unfortunate effect that may happen in some of our trial courts as a result of so much media coverage that the expectation becomes that a case will be handled in a certain way. We now have what's called the CSI effect in many of our child sexual assault cases where a where juries expect and truly believe that cases are investigated, solved, and tried in an hour. And when we're going on a month-long trial and there may not be a DNA with good reason, we are now putting experts on to explain why DNA would not be there. So it's an interesting aspect of information because the, the, the more we know, the smarter the public gets, and at the same time the expectations become higher, which makes justice sometimes much more difficult to achieve because there's unrealistic expectations out there. And definitely, Robin, you know, we all tune in to these shows, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you're watching, you know, some of the best actors on, on TV and how they go through uh, within an hour of not only analyzing, you know, a murder case, but also going to court. Now it's now you can have the crime committed, have the police show up, have uh, everything happen that needs to happen in terms of, you know, the CSI investigation and actually go to trial and convict somebody in, in an hour. Correct. And, and that's just in an hour. Right. <laughs> you can't even get the jury seated within an hour in yeah. Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and so, you know, I want to ask you about you and your work. I mean, because, you know, we have that side of it where we, we get, to get to look at snapshots. We get to look at what we think is going on in the legal system. And then we have you someone that is in this every day and is right there up front and really has created a way to help us understand what's going on. I wanted to ask you about you and the direction and your vision and how this is the place that you've come to be, how this has become a passion for you. Well, you know, first of all, I became a prosecutor because I really felt that I had the best chance and best ability to make changes. It's interesting. A lot of people think that it's defense attorneys that are the people out there that are the true believers because they're protecting the rights of, you know, the accused. But I really believe it's the prosecutor because I not only get to protect the defendant's rights, make sure that we uphold the law and protect the, the rights that the defendant has, but also the victims. And to me, if you make one difference in one kid's life, it, it's huge. If you stop one per, one person from being molested or raped, it's it, you know, that, that whole kid's world is changing, and I get the privilege to meet with many, many, many young people who put their faith and trust in me and, and develop relationships with them where they actually do survive and make it through and become wonderful, contributory members of society despite some of the awful things that they may have gone through. And it, it's just I, I really am one of those dorky lawyers, I guess, that really loves what I do, and I really feel that I'm blessed every every day. Well, I, I, it's clear to me that you love what you do. I mean, I want to make sure that everybody for a minute has um, the website because once you once you check this out, you'll understand, you know, that that Robin is someone that loves what she, what she does and is committed to creating this change. You can you could go to several websites, but I would direct everyone to go to robinsacks.com. R O B I N S A X dot com, or you could go to uh, uh, kids. Uh, it, it's kids scene investigation dot com. 
Yes, Robin's Axe both takes you to the same spot. They both link to the same spot. And what you're going to be able to find is, first of all, you'll you'll find out a lot of information about about Robin, but more importantly, you'll be able to connect and and find out about what she discovers on a daily basis. This is this is an amazing thing that you're doing here, Robin. I mean, I don't think that in in since I've been on radio, this kind of information, people like yourself, have been so accessible to answer our questions. How important is it? For you to be out in the public, even beyond what you do as, um, a, you know, deputy D- district attorney. Well, I've made it my priority that any time any school or parent group, you know, asks me or wants me to speak, I don't charge. I, you know, unless I have my my flying fees if it's out of the area, but I drive and go wherever locally for free, and I'm happy to. I don't charge for any of my services because I really, really believe that this is about getting the information out there. And there's so many people who are so scared to hear it anyway that any sort of motivation, any sort of avenue and access to me or to anyone that I can refer to, I like to be able to bring to people. I think that this is, I like to inspire people. I have somewhat of a dark sense of humor, so I try to make my sessions fun and realistic and make it so that parents don't feel scared and want to keep their heads in the sand, but really feel empowered and, and knowledgeable and, you know, able to, you know, have some control over the safety of their children. And, you know, Robin, I, I want to ask you, does a case like the Casey Anthony case, does that help the work you're doing? Does it help shine more light, or does it make it more confusing for people? And maybe we should talk a minute about this case so our listeners know what we're talking about. Sure. Well, for the Casey, this case is a fascinating case, and I, what I think that is really amazing about this case is the and it's the part that has little coverage actually out there in the media, is that we are not really discussing that this is a, you know, a mother. This is a Casey Anthony, is Kaylee Anthony's mother, who right now is the person of interest of, of in, in some fashion of what appears to be a homicide of a two-and-a-half-year-old little girl. And so often we are hearing about the prejudices and the uh, stereotypes and, and not including gender of the criminal and the criminal justice system, and what this shows is this is very different than a lot of cases, yet very similar to a lot of cases. The difference is is that you have this whole family that's involved, you have a law enforcement father, you have a grandmother who, you know, may be part of a cover-up, you have uh, repeated lies, you have physical evidence, you have other evidence, but yet you don't have a body. And I think that the it's a nice way to show the reality that cases aren't, they don't come in these pretty packages in a nice, neat bow with confessions and bodies and smoking guns and people saying, I did it. It's, it's, the reality is, is that there are pieces together that we have to put together in order to create what we, to, to create the facts of what occurred. Well, and, and I guess for, for a lot of us that uh, pretty much were exposed to the Joan Bonet uh, case, um, and to hear recently, I believe, that, um, you know, the parents have pretty much been exonerated. They pretty much have been given a, a clear ticket based on some DNA. I mean, isn't that a situation where not only the media but the public uh, pretty much got on the bandwagon to look at the parents in this case? And I think what we're seeing that perhaps that was, you know, jumping to a conclusion too soon. What, what do you think? Well, I, I think that there could be a jumping to conclusion too soon. However, there was suspicious behavior and actions on the, heart, on the part of the family that made it 
worth a look. I think if we didn't look at it and, and the investigator didn't at least cast some suspicion on it, we wouldn't be doing our job. I, I agree that it's, you know, it was not the correct result, and, and thankfully we had DNA, and I think what was actually kind of a sign of the justice system working is they were never charged. So they weren't wrongfully charged, wrongfully convicted. They haven't been in custody. Yes, there was a public persona, and it's unfortunate that they had to deal with that public persona. But in terms of everything else, um, at least that there wasn't any wrongful miscarriage of justice. And you bring in a really good point because they weren't charged. Um, and, and and some people thought that you know the fact that they weren't charged um, was a miracle in itself because of all the pressure. How 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 much in your position, uh, you know, how much pressure do you get put under to come to this place of resolution? I think we are so plugged into watching, as we said before, you know, the one-hour court case from beginning to end that we don't really understand the process. That's true. What and and in sex crimes it's particularly difficult both in child and adult sexual assault because by ver the very nature of a sexual assault is that there are acts that occur in privacy. You know, they're not ones, even when consensual sexual acts are acts that can, you know, happen in privacy. So usually the evidence is, you know, one person's version versus the other version, which is a he said, she said, or he said, he said type of case. And what our office, and in order to get past the he said, she said, in order to get beyond that, offices like mine and most prosecutors' offices will require that there is some corroboration in order to uh, push a jury over the edge to be able to understand the state of the case and that the defendant is guilty. Meaning, if there's a tie, the jury instructions in California say, actually and everywhere in the United States say, if there's a tie between one person's version and the other person's version, the tie goes to the defendant. That's the presumption of innocence of our Constitution. However, so in order to get beyond that presumption, we have to have some sort of corroboration. And I think society's view is corroboration means DNA. But corroboration is a lot of things that we look at. Sometimes defendants' partial statements um, of truth, past records, uh, medical results, sometimes medical findings that are not necessarily DNA, but injuries that are consistent with what the victim may have said. If the victim said, I scratched his back and there's scratch marks on his back, then that would be consistent. Or things that a victim is able to describe that only a victim would know. For example, in a stranger case, if a victim is able to describe the way a room looked and a room was situated and then that room comes back looking that way and they had no other cause to ever be in that room, then that may corroborate that person's uh, version of what occurred. And I think that the common misconception is that DAs and prosecutors just willy-nilly file cases all over the place. The fact of the matter is, you know, if I were to guess, it's a very, it's about, I don't know, 15, 25% of cases are filed in child sexual assault. And, and, and that's both not surprising to me and yet very, very scary. Yeah. It, it's very, very scary to think about it. And I wanted to mention to all of our listeners today, I'm thrilled, thrilled to have Robin Sachs joining me here today. And as I mentioned before, uh, Robin is a sex crimes DA, nationally renowned legal analyst and speaker, educator, author, community leader, and she is the creator of the highly successful Kids Safe Day. Talking with Robin about that when we come back from break, how important it is to not only be educated as parents, but what can we do 
to educate our children. You know, is this equally important to how educated we become? And as we look at this and the work that she's doing, what is the most important thing that Robin Sachs would have us know? Stay tuned. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll return with the Dr. Pat Show. I'm a very, very special guest today, Robin Sachs, District Attorney, Deputy District Attorney, author, speaker, and legal analyst. We'll be right back with the show. Stay tuned. Dr. Pat's giving away an iPod to a lucky listener every month. Yep, every month. All you have to do is go to the drpatshow.com. That's the drpatshow.com. Then sign up for our weekly newsletter. When you sign up for the newsletter, not only will you be entered to win the iPod, you'll also be kept up to date on all the awesome things that we're doing here at the Dr. Pat Show. So remember, go to the drpatshow.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter. You can't afford to miss out on this. Find out how you can turn any obstacle to boost your life to the next level. Discover how you can overcome your fear with faith and courage to create amazing results. These strategies are taught by Julie Thong, a Cambodian genocide survivor. Julie is an inspirational speaker, entrepreneur, and author of Kantaya, My Courageous Quest for Love and Freedom, and The Power of Fear. Face everything and rejoice. Call 888-842-2008 or visit juliethong.com. Hi, I'm Lynn McTaggart. Pat, it is always such a pleasure to be on your show. You ask the kinds of questions that no one asks, and you stimulate me to new places. I'm thrilled to be on your show and also to tell people about our peace intention experiment to get involved on September 14th, that's a Sunday, by first signing up on www.theintentionexperiment.com, and you can do forward slash peace and you'll get right to it. Discover what the meaning behind sacred spiritual space is and how it can be a healing part of your garden or home environment. Mary Fonts, registered nurse and landscape specialist, teaches about using nature, artifacts, healing energy, and angel readings to create sacred space. A spiritual garden offers methodologies that bring peace and healing to your special place. Call 508-339-5444 and visit aspiritualgarden.com. That's aspiritualgarden.com. What does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. You're listening to CHSR Real Radio on the web. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. If you want to find out more about us or if you've missed any part of this interview, this conversation today with Robin Sachs, you can go to our website, www.thedrpatshow.com, T-H-E-D-R, patshow.com, 
and download um, the link for this show and over 1,500 shows if you like. We have kept all of this free to you on purpose, and we will continue to do that. Our mission and, our, and my passion is to make sure that you have the leading-edge information on how to live life full out. Robin Sachs is someone today joining us who has uh, committed and dedicated her life. I mentioned before the break, Robin, that you created um, the very, very successful Kids Safe Day. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about that because the question I think that I asked is, you know, how do we get ourselves educated? Is it just about the parents? Or what is the role for children? What should they know? What's too much? There's a lot of questions there. I know. I don't know where they came from. (laughs) um, Let me start with Kids Safe Day. Kids Safe Day, the idea was to have a program where we would bring out all of the different community agencies to come together in an awareness, you know, informative, fun day, meet and greet the community members. I think, you know, the old days of block parties and street parties are, are just don't exist anymore, and people don't really know and trust their local community members who are there to help them, i.e. the uh, fire department, the police department, and what have you. So I worked with, uh, well, I worked with, depending on the area, with the local law enforcement agency and the fire department to bring out all of their fun stuff that kids would like to see, fire trucks, police cars, uh, mounted horse units, police dogs, and what have you, in order to just start creating conversations between the people who work to protect and the kids who are there to be able to have conversations that are not necessarily scary, not in the classroom, not as a result of some other, you know, some incident, just something in a carnival fun type setting. And we get uh, corporate sponsors to give toys and prizes, and then we provide parents an opportunity to take their kids through a line where they will get their fingers, uh, their fingers fingerprinted and pictures taken, and we give free DNA saliva kits and you know, whatever other safety type of stuff we can include depending on what area we're in. We've given free eye exams. We've given uh, a quick orthodontor looks depending on which doctors are willing to donate time and services. And the idea is just to remind parents that these are things to think about. It's an opportunity to have kids ask questions. And that probably leads me to the answer to your other question, which was, you know, how, how do you give information without scaring kids? And the idea is, is not to scare kids or parents, although sometimes I have to scare parents in order to get them to get them. I would imagine. <laughs> um, but the idea is, is that using everyday scenarios as opportunities. Every day should have a, a message. There's not a day that goes by that we as adults don't honk at someone or think someone's giving us a weird vibe or hear about something in the news that causes pause. Any of those types of things that may happen in our lives happen in our kids' lives, too. And so it's about having conversations. I, You know, the example I give to a lot of parents is if you're walking down the street and you're holding your kid's hand and there's a homeless person that's asking for money, instead of grabbing your kid's hand and walking quickly away and not saying a word about it, saying something like, you know, how did, how did you feel about that? What did you think about that? Well, let's talk about that. And, and change the deck. Well, what happens if that person had asked you for candy? Or what happens if that person was offering you candy? Well, you know, and, and do, doing things that just are completely hypothetical. So it's not necessarily the stuff that's going to be on the news that day, but stuff that happens in real life that you can put into perspective. 
and, and Robert, thank you for sharing that because I think that when we step back a little bit and we do uh, think about how we have been absorbing everything on television, I think we're all forming a certain perspective, whether it's Boston Legal or uh, Law and Order SVU, whatever it is that we're tuning into and we're watching, we come to some idea of how things are. Do you think that the media, those kinds of shows, help us become more aware, or do they hinder in us knowing what the real deal is? Well, it's, I have two comments for that. If it okay. wasn't for those shows, I wouldn't be able to be out commentating. Because of those shows being successful and people being interested in them, I'm able to to talk and speak on cases because there's an interest in society for the criminal justice system. So I think that we need to feed that interest because it's there. And I, so I think the media does a good job in terms of feeding the criminal justice side of uh, the community's interest. However, when I look at some of the shows, particularly the, the drama shows, they're just, they're not exactly realistic. They, they've done much, much better over the years in terms of becoming more and more realistic. You know, I, Law and Order always finds that there was some sort of wrongful con- conviction and the defendant always is innocent. So I, you know, personally don't love Law and Order because I always, it, it seems like guilt is an impossible thing to come by. Mm-hmm. But, which is just not the case. You, statistically speaking, I believe that the conviction rate in, you know, across the United States is something like 89%. So when you're watching Law and Order and all but one episode in a, episode in a season comes back as not guilty. It's not even correct statistically with the with the actual statistics of convictions. And frankly, if you think about it, the statistics should be such that it should be a high conviction rate. If prosecutors are filing the cases that are worth prosecuting and not filing the cases that are not worth prosecuting, then we should, everyone should be convicted because prosecutors who are doing their job and being ethical are only filing the cases that warrant prosecution. So, you know, I, I love what you just said because you're right. If it wasn't for these shows, you and I probably wouldn't be having this conversation. And, you know, generally speaking, there probably wouldn't be a whole lot of people listening. <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and that really opens up a, a bigger conversation around the, the educational piece of what you do and, and how you have been able to take this conversation out to many different places, many different platforms. Um, and I wanted to ask you, you, you put this up, you, you're the author of four books. One of them is The Complete Idiot's Guide to Criminal Justice System. Right. And, and as I looked at that, I, I have this question to myself. I said, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be speaking with Robin Sachs. What do I want to know about the criminal justice system? And I had so many questions. I thought, I'm not going to even talk about that. I'm going to ask you, Robin, I mean, what what are a few things that we should know about the criminal justice system that we probably overlook or we get wrong? Oh, goodness. That's, that's a wide... Don't you like that question? That's, yeah, that's a real question. <laughs> well, there, you know, it depends on the context. First of all, I think the criminal justice system is very misunderstood, and you don't not even lawyers who or law students who go through law school can appreciate and understand it until you're actually living in it and see the inner workings. First of all, I think plea bargaining is looked down upon, that it's somehow giving away cases. Plea bargaining is necessary. Um, it's a way that we get convictions and secure so victims don't have to come to court. 
and I also think that there is this perception that, um, you know, every case is a media case. I can't tell you how many cases where there are empty courtrooms mm-hmm. every day throughout the country where it's the defendant, the lawyers, and the judge sitting there where people's lives are, you know, in, in jeopardy of many, many years in prison and where victims have been killed and raped and carjacked and gangbanged and everything else, and the courtrooms are empty. And there are, are so many cases that people don't hear about mm. and um, that exist every day. Well, we're going to talk more about this. My very special guest today, Robin Sachs, joining us here on the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about Robin, great information on our website, go to robinsachs.com. When we come back, Robin and I, um, we have a common interest. I happen to, uh, I happen to have had to study the O.J. Simpson trial when I went to school in eastern L.A. We'll talk about that when we come back with the Dr. Pat Show. Stay tuned. Are the magic and mysteries of Egypt calling you? Picture yourself meditating inside the Great Pyramid, relaxing on an Nile cruise and exploring the sacred temples. For travel that transforms and rejuvenates you, join Dr. Friedemann Schaub and Danielle Rama Hoffman for a spiritual and healing journey to Egypt in October. Call for information at 866-903-6463 or visit EgyptIsCalling.com. That's EgyptIsCalling.com. Visit the premier online store where science and spirit unite. Shop consciously, explore new ideas, and connect with your world at bleepstore.com. Find the latest in spiritual and documentary films, green living products, and online articles. Dr. Pat listeners receive 10% off with coupon code Dr. Pat. That's D-R-P-A-T at checkout. Go to the drpatshow.com and click on Bleep Store to start your experience. The drpatshow.com. Do you want a better relationship to achieve outstanding business and career goals or to improve your health and fitness? You have the answers. All the power you need is within you. Personal transformation is about a solid foundation in the workings of the conscious and unconscious mind with a seminar or training that gets you high and keeps you there. Contact the Empowerment Partnership and unlock your hidden potential. Call 1-800-800-MIND or visit NLP.com. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. People want three things when they build and plan for retirement. The most amount of money for the longest amount of time with the least amount of risk. Now, I'm sure you currently have a 401k or an IRA of some kind. However, there are five things that can wipe out your current retirement plan, like disability, market loss, taxes, litigation, and premature debt. Call today to find out how our retirement plan is protected from these five financial storms. And remember, retirement planning should come with a peace of mind, not uncertainty. So call 888-252-3083 or visit DebtFreeMCA.com. Truly, you make a strong statement about who you are with fabulous new clothing, shoes, bedding, and more from Eddie Bauer, the essential brand of quality apparel and gear with the up-and-coming and those who have already arrived. Today's generation knows that Eddie Bauer is the source for everything casual, comfortable, and with a flair for the entire family. Shop anytime, day or night, at eddiebauer.com, an affiliate of HealthyLife.net. And don't forget, Eddie Bauer gift certificates make the perfect statement, too. Now available at eddiebauer.com. You choose. Programs you want, never anything you don't. The way radio should be. HealthyLife.net Welcome 
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. And Robin Fats, uh, Deputy District Attorney, author, speaker, legal analyst, joining me here today. And, you know, if you go to Robin's website, you can definitely see the many, many ways she is involved right now with helping all of us understand uh, what truly is going on in the legal system and, in particular, with certain cases that are happening. So she's also the author, just so you know, of four books. I, I was just talking with her about one of them. Uh, and if you go to her website, you'll be able to see The Complete Idiot's Guide to the Criminal Justice System, Predators and Child Molesters, and um, and two other books. It happens every day, and everything I know about parenting, I learned in court. And, Robin, I, you know, I, I love that you are taking this out. You're being so vocal about this about your work, about what's happening in the criminal justice system. And, and before the break, I mentioned that you and I may have something in common in that you've been asked to talk about O.J. Simpson. I was asked to study O.J. Simpson, you know, as part of my doctoral grade. And I wanted to ask you, what is our fascination with this? What is our fascination with celebrity, celebrity justice? You're in L.A., I mean, so you're right there with, you know, the, 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 the DUIs and you name it. What's, what is going on with this? Why are we hanging on to every word about what celebs do? Well, I think when it comes to the celebrities, there is this fascination with people with lots of money, lots of power, lots of means, and uh, who commit the crimes that everyone commits. Frankly, I mean, DUI is not a very uncommon crime that huge numbers of DUIs and it's happened to a lot of people and I think that there's also a desire for people to see people in high status fail, people in high status fall, people in high status run into issues and controversy. One, I think it's, it's comforting to everybody else in society saying, okay, they're just like me, but also it's a way to, you know, desensationalize the celebrity factor in a, in a way saying, well, they're not, you know, they're not that great or what have you. And, you know, more and more, I mean, it's not like we're turning things off. It's like we're really plugged into, you know, the idea of they have money, they have this, and, 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 and yes, watching some of them fail. I think, you know, there's also the part of it where um, I, I, I was plugged into uh, the MTV uh, Video Awards, and I, I got an email this morning um, that Britney Spears had won three video awards, and I think she, for the same, for the same video. And I was struck by how we're plugged in when folks kind of go down the path of failure and then plugged in to see them pick themselves up. In the criminal justice system, we don't see that that often. I mean, isn't it a case of, of, of trying someone for, for some hideous crime, in your case, and, you know, really looking for that person to be taken off the streets pretty much? In my case, yeah, in child sexual assault, yes, you're looking, I mean, the ideal situation is not only to have the person, the perpetrator, pay for the crime that they did against an individual person, but also to prevent any other victims of being a, a victim. And as we know from all the research on child sexual assault, the recidivism rate is extremely high, so that is what our goal is. But in other areas, it's, it's not our goal. In the laws in terms of drugs and alcohol and so forth, I think 
our society has set up laws, and, and particularly in California with Prop 36 and the different drug laws here, we want to help people. We want to see people who have drug problems that they can't kick or committing crimes like theft and uh, vandalism and, and vagrancy and those types of crimes as a result of their drug use really getting the help that they need. So there, there is that aspect of it, and I think that that mirrors what happens in society in terms of the uh, the entertainer celeb factor. We want to see the person who needs help get help, and we want to see the person who committed a heinous crime be treated as such. The problem we've had is that the we, we do a good job in celebrity cases in terms of getting people help if they get convicted. We just haven't had a real good outcome in convicting the real heinous ones. And, and, and how much of what we do right now, Robin, in sensationalizing or glorifying, uh, you know, our celebrities, our people that are in the media, I mean, uh, how did, does it hurt us or does it bring us to a heightened level of awareness? Well, it's a, again, it's another double-edged sword. In some ways, the media fascination in celebrity type of cases, it brings awareness allows us to highlight different cases, certain issues. I, I think, you know, but for Michael Jackson, um, maybe we wouldn't be talking about child sexual assault as soon as we um, did or as early as we did. Or that case, The first Michael Jackson case was 10 years ago, something right. like that. So I think that thanks to the media being involved in a case like that, maybe we got more disclosures, maybe people became more educated. At the same time, uh, there's nothing worse than, you know, seeing your failures as a prosecutor all over the Channel 4 News. Yeah, it is really. It's a double edge, I think, for people like me. I mean, it, you know, there's a part of my job that, you know, requires me to stay plugged in, and then there's another part of me personally that says, gee, I pretty much would rather not pay attention to that. And I wanted to ask you about paying attention because I think we all have a responsibility. But right now, for me, I think one of the, one of the more serious, uh, uh, what I should say, violations may have to do with the Internet. I don't believe in control, but how do we, how do we educate our children? How do we manage that with the kind of content that is readily available on the Internet, including, you know, having Internet sex? Well, the Internet is an, is an interesting tool, and, <laughs> and, and we have to look at it as a tool, as an access, as a means. It's, it's really a lot of people, there's a lot more paranoia with the Internet that may be necessary. First of all, the Internet is, you know, if you think about the invention of the car many, many, many years ago or the telephone many, many, many years ago, everyone thought that, the, you know, the world was going to hell in a handbag with that because of all the access people would have. But then you just became more creative in terms of how to monitor and how to learn what's going on. And the I, my suggestion is that we as parents and as adults need to get tech savvy instead of tech paranoid. Well, let's hold that thought for a minute because I'd love to talk with you more about that. The cyber crimes, cyber bullying, you name it, this is a conversation we're ready to take on. My special guest today, Robin Sachs, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking again about cyber education. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you taking too many oral pain pills and concerned about side effects? Are you having trouble getting to sleep because of the pain? 
I'm Lou Paradise. I had the same problems you have. Cured my pain, eliminated pain pills and their side effects by developing Topperson Pain Relief and Healing Cream. Topperson relieves pain without side effects. It doesn't burn, it doesn't smell, and it doesn't stain. But don't just take my word for it. Doctors, pharmacists, and pain specialists are using and recommending Topperson and ending the suffering for thousands of people just like you. We know you hurt. We want to help. We are so sure that Topperson will work for you. We offer a money-back guarantee. So if you want pain relief without side effects, just ask for Topperson. Topperson is now available at Fred Meyer, Natural Food, and other fine stores. Go to Topperson.com for a store near you or call 1-800-959-1007. Topperson.com or 1-800-959-1007. Topperson, the last pain medicine you'll ever need and you can sleep on that. Hey, are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches? Well, here it is. Take the Sugar-Free Miracle Weight Loss Challenge and earn $100 for every 10 pounds you lose. I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details. The year 2012 and the great shift of the ages. The biggest story ever and the clock's ticking. Tired of all the doomsday predictions? Jack Alice has written a blockbuster novel, Infinity's Flower, showing us a vision of the new world and the vital role we play in creating it. Find out how at www.infinitysflower.com. That's infinitysflower.com. A good life is essential, and that's why I listen to HealthyLife.net. And for nutritional support for me and my family, my business goes to HealthyLife.net affiliate, GNC LiveWell. It's the trusted name in the vitamin and supplement industry. And that's essential when you're the one responsible for your good health and the well-being of your family. GNC LiveWell has a multitude of convenient locations near you and is always open on the Internet at GNC.com. GNC LiveWell, the name says it all. Pep it up with positive energy power right here on HealthyLife.net. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I'm like totally thrilled to have Robin Sachs joining us here today. As I said before, Los Angeles County Deputy District Attorney specializing in prosecuting sex crimes against children. We are so grateful that Robin has said yes to doing that. And more importantly, it is Robin who is taking a message out there as an author, as an educator, as someone plugged into the community. And, you know, she's been acknowledged for her community uh, work. And so... This is a very, for me, very important conversation. I'm really honored, Robin, uh, to have you. I know you're going to be rushing off to court. I want to take a minute, as we were finishing up um, talking about the Internet, I wanted to take a minute to finish that conversation. There are so many things that I think people can be afraid of with the Internet, especially regarding their children, and yet it is such a powerful, powerful tool in so many ways. How would you help our listeners, or you know, the parents that may be listening? What would you say to them regarding their children and the internet? Well, the first thing that I would tell parents is that, and, and this is probably the most important thing: if a child, your child, comes to you and says, "I received this unwanted or unsolicited email, instant message, picture, whatever it is," a lot of parents' natural tendency is to say, "Okay, well, you can't go on the internet anymore." 
And what ends up happening is the kid who did the right thing by telling the parents ends up being punished for the behavior of some sick or inappropriate adult out there. And I think that the the thought that, okay, well, we're going to just forbid usage and, and completely monitor usage and, and, and do specific hours of usage, those are all, you know, choices that parents are going to need to make in terms of their own rules. However, punishing a child for coming forward when there is an, an unsolicited request or something that happens inappropriate, that child should be praised, that child should be acknowledged, that should, that's exactly what we want kids to do both on and offline. So that would be my first number one reminder to parents. And my next reminder would be really to get yourself on the Internet. I tell parents they need to sign up. Every parent should have a Facebook account, a MySpace account, a YouTube account, a Second Life account, all of the accounts that are out there that our kids are accessing because you can't comment and, be, and, and know what you're scared of without even knowing what it looks like and how to work it. And the best way to know what you're going to be comfortable with and what the dangers really are are to know how the sites work themselves. And not just in terms of predators, but in terms of what your, kid, your kids are doing. Uh, in, in, you know, in my day, when kids wanted to express themselves, they would decorate their rooms, put posters up on the wall, uh, you know, maybe paint the wall or do whatever they wanted to do, and that was kind of their place, to the kids' place, to be able to express themselves. Well, now kids' rooms are their little space on MySpace or Facebook. They're decorating their pages. They're, they're putting their interests out there. And, you know, we say to our kids, you know, uh, we want to know what they're doing, and the information is out there for everyone out there in society to see. But we have no clue because we haven't even bothered to log on. You know, that you bring up a very, very good point. Uh, we don't bother to log on, and, and, and we're not even at some level. I just went through this with my best friend, and, you know, and her name is. It's like, look, if you want to figure this out, you're going to have to become technically, technologically savvy here as a parent. And I don't think that's something that parents really stopped uh, or guardians stopped to think that they would have to do. That's true, and I think if there's one message I want to give parents, it's not hard. All you have to do, it's, you know, as easy as buying something on Amazon, it's as easy as Shutterfly, even easier. You sign in, and you just start searching. Plus, you'll run into a lot of your own college friends when you're online, too, and people that you've known in high school and, and what have you. So um, it's an it's not hard to go on. It's not hard to, to navigate. We're, we all spend time online. It's, there's no excuse for not knowing what's going on out there. And what parents need to do is say to their kids, you know, the answer is no. You, it's, it's not no, you can't go on Facebook. The answer is yes, you may go on Facebook, but you must add me as a friend. And then that way, if you are a friend, you can access and see what your kid is doing online. And not only that, it allows you to then have conversations with them at a dinner table and say, oh, so who's, you know, Kaylee or who's Samantha? And, and they'll, your kid will be surprised how does, you know, mom know that about Samantha or whatever. And it's just because you looked at the Facebook website. That's brilliant. I mean, I, I think what we're talking about, it's really interesting that it's so obvious what you just talked about, Robin, is so obvious, and yet I don't think any of us really thought to do that. <laughs> you know, it, because I think we, it, it, you know, as parents, as guardians, we go to this place of fear, and I wanted to ask you about that. You know, when we're talking about the Internet, is this a whole new area of law now? Did we ever think we might have to prosecute people from Internet activities? I mean, where are we with this in the, in the justice system? 
Well, just like any, with every new technological advancement comes more crime, more access, and more avenues for people to abuse and misuse. So I think that with with any new invention of anything, we have to expect that there are going to be people out there to, to misuse. But I also think that just like the Internet is a fabulous tool for um, information and, and research, it's, an, it's a great investigation tool as well in terms of being able to send and track information about perpetrators from one jurisdiction and one county to another, to be able to uh, find, you know, there's a lot of crimes that without the Internet we may have difficulty solving and finding out and finding out about our witnesses and, their, you know, who they really are. And what parents don't realize also is that my uh, College admissions committees now are searching MySpace and Facebook to see what kids are really like out there. It's happening in job interviews for people to see what people are like in terms of posting information. People have blogs and they're just spilling their guts out there. So, you know, yes, it's a huge body of uh, law that's evolving and changing and and creating some havoc, but it's also creating a a phenomenal resource in terms of uh, prosecuting investigating cases. Well, it, you know, it, it certainly is something, and what you shared is so important. We, we simply need to keep up the speed on this. Uh, right. I, I think the one piece of advice for parents to teach their kids is, is that if they received an unwanted or unsolicited email, that's how a chat begins, is that all you need to do is teach your kids to hit delete. Do not respond back. If they don't respond back, the predator will simply move on. It's almost like having the club on your car. There's enough cars out there to go steal. The the, the car thief is not going to spend the time on the one that has the club. You know, Robin, this has been a great, great conversation with you today. I'm 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 so thrilled that we had a chance to to talk and. And I know that the work that you do, uh, beyond the work that you do in the courtroom, but how you are out there educating and informing us, I, I wanted to ask you, in your world right now in this moment, is there an area that all of us should become much more aware of that perhaps we're not? I think that in my world, it's, it's nothing new, but I think that we just need to remember the one thing that kids want from their parents more than anything is their undivided attention. Mm. And as we are living in our busy, more accessible, mobile society, if we just give kids attention that they crave, then we're going to keep them safer. The predators do that. The predators spend time grooming. They do it online. They do it offline. Mm. How they have access is because they give the kids the time that parents are not. Well, thank you, Robin Sachs. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, Robin is going to share her personal message with everyone today. For more information to find out how you can get educated and informed, check it out. RobinSachs.com is the website. We'll be right back in a minute for our closing. Starting a new business, signing a contract, or launching a new website or business product? Certified business and personal astrologer Madeline Gerwin uses good timing to give you the ideal time to start your new business venture. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com or call 877-524-8300. Attain higher business success and better return on resources with good timing. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com. 
People want three things when they build and plan for retirement. The most amount of money for the longest amount of time with the least amount of risk. Now, I'm sure you currently have a 401k or an IRA of some kind. However, there are five things that can wipe out your current retirement plan, like disability, market loss, taxes, litigation, and premature debt. Call today to find out how our retirement plan is protected from these five financial storms. And remember, retirement planning should come with a peace of mind, not uncertainty. So call 888-252-3083 or visit DebtFreeMCA.com. In 1972, Sir Table opened in Seattle, selling hard-to-find kitchen items, and now they have 55 stores nationwide, offering kitchen tools from around the world to prepare any cuisine. Sir Table has a full range of houseware and kitchen products, even books and food. Visit a Sir Table store, or better yet, for faster service, go to the HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Sir Table. With the best products, gift cards, and sale items, you can be on your way to being a first-class cook right now. Information, entertainment, worldwide. HealthyLife.net Back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by Robin Sachs. We have been kicking it up here today on the Dr. Pat Show. She's joined me here for a complete hour. We hope to have her back. Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. I wanted to ask you if, if there is a message that you would like to leave with our listeners, what would that be? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for having me. It's been a really wonderful show, and you're an amazing hostess. Um, but what I would want to tell parents out there and people out there is, as trite as it sounds, is knowledge is power. And to go out and just to learn and to know that there are resources out there and not to believe the hype and the spin, but to do your own homework and go to trusted full resources like you, like me, that will actually give information for free because it's good information. Well, Robin, thank you so much. And I want to mention everybody, check out Robin's website. There's lots of information out there. Her books are available. She's got a bunch more books coming out in 2009. We're looking forward to having her back on the show, RobinSacks.com. Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Have a good day. All right, everyone. I want to thank you for tuning in and turning us on again. I want to mention that the Holistic Makeover is winding down. We're going to be selecting folks. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into the Dr. Pat Show. And to everyone at Healthy Life, you're the best. We'll see you later.